Hey, Jake, back again. Yes, Greg, round two. Yeah, so we came we came out for round two with this because it's like I think it's it's such a it's such a huge and deep and kind of it is a complex and comprehensive topic, isn't it? And uh, I've got this from like um, from obviously having chats with you. I knew I had a little bit of knowledge before, like a, a tiny bit, only enough for me to really go, oh, I know I should actually go to somebody and 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 look at this further. Um, but like he's coming back for round two because I think there's it's like you've you've had people kind of reaching out to you around gut health, haven't you? Like especially you said that was the one they reached out to mostly. Yeah, I think that's the main one that people didn't even consider, like in terms of how much their gut health can affect them. But when we look at the gut, the axes it linked to is so much. So your gut can link to your lungs, it can link to your organ systems, it can link to your brain. So actually it plays a massive role in what's happening inside your body. And like I said with you, the reason why someone may have low, 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 low uh, testosterone is due to their gut health. Yeah. And not like, not just actually because it's like, you need to take some, uh, test supplements or sort of like for the fucking gym or something like that. It's just like, uh, it's, it's, it's what's what, but why isn't it? It's always that. It's like this the five-year-old question, isn't it? Of like the five-year-old kid question. Like, why? Yeah, but I'm why? Literally that guy. I think you need to find out. You'll notice with yourself, like, I'll ask you so many questions because <laughs> actually the clues are in the answers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not enough people out there asking enough questions. And I said to yeah. you last week about globally, I think on average, doctors only spend about seven minutes with their patients. In the UK, I know it's 9.4 minutes. And that goes to show like, how can you truly understand what is going on with that patient or client if you're not asking them more questions? Yeah. This is it, even around like gut health, I know you were interested in this stuff, but say if someone doesn't respond very well to sugars or alcohol, i.e. they then have loose stools after or they get more constipated after a night out, that can be down to candida or parasites. Yeah. Another one we see is, this one is probably the most common one is People not responding very well to high FODMAP foods. So this can be like your onions, your garlics, and not even realizing what's going on, but we're feeding the fungus. So again, this can be linked to the candida and parasites. So what's 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 when you say the FODMAP? So it's like the high and low FODMAP. What's what's the FODMAP food? So FODMAP food, basically, it's to do with the sugars inside the food. So usually we just say sugar, right? Yeah. But there's so many different ones. You can get fructose, sorbitol, um, manitol. So we've got to figure out actually which one is your gut not responding very well to. And this is probably one of the biggest mistakes I see in the industry is people just get put on a low FODMAP diet. Okay. Now this can help symptoms up to 75%, but it only helps for a certain period of time. So it might help for four weeks, but then what starts to happen is they don't have enough of the bacteria strain lactobacillus. So therefore actually they're not giving their body the bacteria it still needs. So yes, we might go through a low FODMAP protocol, but then what we need to start thinking about is still the diversity of adding in other nutrients, other bacterial strains to keep a healthy gut. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the... Um, I, I think the some of this, the, in terms of symptoms as well, is like, because even if you eat really well, right? We mentioned this before, but even if like, you know, I would say I'm like, you know, I take great care of myself. It's like, you know, I'm like, you know, do all the right things. It's like, I eat really well. I'm pretty fucking disciplined in all of that, um, at a decent level. But then it's just like, but still, it's just like, it's just, well, I just got used to, because like you said before we recorded, it's just like, it creeps up over time. So it's just like, it's that kind of slips under the radar and, and you just kind of like, it creeps in. So you're not really aware of it. And then before you know it, you just like kind of, you're having these symptoms show up, but you you don't really recognize them because it's just they just become normal. So it's like for me, it's like the the big thing in like the the nine days where I've been on this um, protocol so far is just like the anxiety that I had that like for a, a whole year at least, whole year at least, right? It's just like wherefore I was just stress of of my, my business and all this sort of stuff. It's just like uh, it was like oh. Not really. A lot of that was actually, I was kind of stressed in my business because of this shit. And it was like really, uh, really anxious. And I noticed a lot of that's gone away. And like my, I was, we were joking about how my, my girlfriend is just, where's the last week? She's been like, 
is this what you used to be like? Is this it's just like old Craig? I'm like, yeah. Just like get shit bad, and it's just like it's pretty chill and grounded. And she's like, oh wow, because like we were laughing because like last year I was just like mood swings and like she didn't understand my behavior with like with doing stuff because I was just like all over the place a bit, but but still felt quite normal. Yeah, and like I was relating it to other things going on and not actually like what's going on in my body that I can't see. I'm gonna touch on that as well because you said something so important. Is you felt like you were eating healthy. But one man's food can be another man's poison. And this is why blood work is so important because then we can actually understand what's happening in the body, right? So although you felt like you were eating healthy, was it actually the best thing to get you to the optimal ranges? No, because we can consider that nuts are healthy. We could say that coffee's healthy, let's say. However, if someone is presenting themselves with mold or candida, which is a fungus overgrowth, then actually they're feeding that even more. So actually there's an accumulation of overgrowth happening. Yeah. So actually what might be healthy for one person wasn't healthy for you. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And, uh, but even in the sense of like where you can do all of that too, right? You can do all of that, but it's just like, it's kind of, um, it can, we can put on all that hard work and actually not really be having a, a great effect because it's the underlying shit that's like where it's, it's one of the things that's like not absorbing nutrients, right? So the gut's not absorbing nutrients in the body that you need from all that great stuff that you think you're getting in. It's not really doing all this. I get so many messages from people feeling like they've tried everything. They're on this perfect diet. We all know there is no perfect diet, but they're on this perfect diet. They're training their ass off and they're just not seeing results. And obviously this is where the blood work is going to tell us what's going on. And actually especially with high performance males, the biggest thing I see is stress. And then what are people doing in these high performing jobs is they're just going towards caffeine for energy. Whereas actually what that caffeine is doing is just starting to destroy their adrenal glands. So this is actually what's making them even more fatigued. So even though they might feel better for an hour, once they start to drop, they think, oh my gosh, I need more caffeine. So they're constantly in this sympathetic state. They're always in this go, go, go state when actually when we think about when we're eating and what's important in life is the balance. So we need that parasympathetic state as well. We need to actually be able to get ourselves into that rest and digest. But if we're just constantly kicking back the caffeine, we're constantly in that sympathetic state, right? Which is then what's causing this inflammation. And is one of the biggest reasons why we're seeing one in two adults with a chronic disease. They're even predicting by like the age of 20, most people are going to have a health condition. Shit, man. That's 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 like a, a normal thing, is it? As well as just like we we all do it. It's just like you know, oh, I can't function without my coffee in the morning. It's just like I need I need my coffee. On that note, right, right. So with a coffee in the morning, if we think about it already, right, we're just spiking out cortisol levels. Yeah. It's then obviously, then playing havoc with our blood sugar management. Yeah. So actually, what we should be doing is having a meal first. And then having a coffee. Now I say a coffee afterwards because if we're having a coffee with a meal, again, because it's so stimulating, yeah. we're then going to go into that sympathetic state, that go, go, go. So we've actually brought ourselves out of rest and digest. Yeah. This is why a lot of people crave more during the day if they've had their coffee first thing or actually feel worse off and need more stimulants later on yeah. because we're not having that blood glucose management. That's interesting as well because it's just it's just one of those ways like you don't people don't give it a, you don't give it a thought do you because it's like coffee and even if you know you're just like yeah but it's like I can't trending have it because if I don't have it as well and it's just like I, I feel crap and yeah it's like no like you say it's like the morning coffee walking to work or driving get Starbucks or even at home it's just like coffee before you do anything so. this is it honestly right and there's so many people who we've all heard of the water and half a squeeze of lemon let's say and it's super hydrating. And then people will roll their eyes at that. But if we think about it overnight, right, that's our longest period without drink. Like we are dehydrating, but we're also detoxing at night. So this is why a lot of people can wake, wake up and they've sweated loads throughout the night. That's their body detoxing. That's our chance for our body in that rest position to detox effectively. So actually when we wake up, that's when we're needing these electrolytes the most. Yeah. So this is where hydration can go wrong is because a lot of people can think it's just water when in actual fact, we need to be having electrolytes with it. So we need to be having the chloride, magnesium, sodium, and so on to make sure that we are hydrating ourselves. Yeah.
Well, you just uh, you just cough there, but are you still there? Yeah. Did you hear that, or did it go? I, I did hear it. It's just your screen went a bit funny. Uh, <laughs> we've got the audio for it. That's the main thing. Yeah, we've got the audio, mate. We've got the audio. It's um, is there anything like uh, where like so? I think that's a really good one. So it's like how can people can maybe resonate with some of this stuff because it's like it is kind of like a lot of complex kind of um like words i don't even fucking understand because this is like yeah but like in the terms of like that so it's just like okay like the that that coffee and the 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 um the the, the morning meal right and just like kicking you into a sympathetic stress state rather than actually being able to rest and digest and all this which i think you know people can understand that it's just like is there anything else like that in terms of uh kind of kind of daily little kind of um tricks or even self-awareness pieces where people can obviously make their own decisions yeah definitely so let's go down the route of obviously we know this world is becoming far more demanding we're very much in that go-go state so like i said earlier and everyone knows it we need balance in life right but actually when we have these high performing jobs when do we actually take a step back and when do we allow ourselves that space so really, we're just constantly going in one direction rather than bringing ourselves back to the center and having that balance. So some things that could really help people is obviously breath work is so powerful. Just allowing yourself to do that before meals to actually get yourself in that rest and digest position can be so important. So just simply box breathing for two to four minutes can be mega powerful. And actually another big importance on that is it's part of our lymphatic drainage. Now, this is why it's certain diseases can come is because our nodes, our lymphatic nodes can basically start to become more blocked because they're not allowing the toxins to be removed. So just by breathing and moving more, we can already help our lymphatic system. So breath work before meals would be absolutely fantastic. Ideally, try and get your heart rate down to a resting position. And then another thing for after meals, and this is why obviously people can get them standing treadmills, or just simply go for a walk, this can help our blood sugar management as well. So a good study is that actually having a 15-minute brisk walk post-meal can be just as effective as metformin. But obviously when we go down the conventional route, they just give us the drug metformin rather than actually building healthier lifestyles like simply walking after we eat. Okay, what's metformin? Metformin is just like a diabetes drug to help management. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that like okay? Is that like something you get for like type two? Is it the dietary? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. So, so just by going for a yeah, we could just simply go for a brisk walk and help our blood sugar management, which makes sense, right? Because we're moving. And, and this is a thing, right? Where there's, there's certain things you you can do that are like they're they're so they're so almost almost want to say so very basic, and I think that's a problem for people sometimes. Is like where. It's just like where, and I, I see this a lot of people where because something becomes popular, even when breath work way, I, I, breath work for me is just like, if you could give me one tool to use with people, really like for, for men in terms of like managing nervous system and stress response, clearing out emotions, like is getting more connected into subconscious and bringing stuff to the surface. Fucking breath work, like every day, every day is just like, I would choose that. It's like it has so many um, huge benefits that it's just it's fucking ridiculous. But it's just like people are like, what, breathing? It's just like, what would you mean? It's just like, we can do that every day. It's stupid. It, it sounds so sweet. sweet. Yeah. People aren't breathing as effectively as they could be. Now, one of the biggest things we need to do to get into that parasympathetic state, to get into that rest and digest, is be able to exhale fully. Now, how many people do you see taking them big breaths and being able to exhale fully? Or even milk breathing. Yeah, this is it. Because like at the desk job, we're always rounded, right? So all of a sudden we're compressed. That's already having an effect on our breathing mechanisms. So that's already putting us in a more stressed position. Our own posture is affecting the way we breathe. But a lot of people don't think about that. And that's why I like to correlate training with breathing as well. Because we can make them both more effective at the same time. So it's almost the two birds, one stone. Have you, uh, have you have you seen um, something I saw last week was like where they're saying is, is like I, I think the majority of people are generally mouth breathers, right? Yep. Um, okay, and uh, it's like you've seen how mouth breathing can change the the structure and the appearance of somebody's face now. Yep. 
you see those those studies coming out yeah. and there's one of like a, a, a young girl who was like really she was really beautiful really pretty really striking features and then like they couldn't understand of why she just kind of like her whole face construction kind of changed and like uh, it's like and it, it's like long droopy kind of gold face and like kind of like all the chin gone and all around there and then like they they got her they corrected her they helped her correct her breathing and then all of those those striking features in her face kind of reformed and came back it's fucking crazy yeah it's incredible and this is why i recommend everyone to see a biological dentist because they'll go through that with you in depth but yeah mouth breathing can change obviously your oral health they can change your jaw position because your body's getting under more stress as well, because obviously you're not breathing in, obviously as much of the oxygen effectively, mm. and therefore it's putting more stress on your body, it's putting more of a demand on, so it's creating more inflammation, which is then leading to these changes. So simply by just doing more nasal breathing, mm. you'll see one hell of an improvement in the way you feel, because you're actually allowing yourself to intake the oxygen and process it correctly. It's like you said there with the box breathing, which is basically is like, you know, like a four second inhale, four second hold, four second exhale, four second hold. I've right, got a really cool trick on that as well. Yeah. Because like I say, so this is actually really cool and all the listeners I'm sure will love this, but let's say like your left side, so the left nostril mm. is blocked, yeah? So, you know, sometimes you wake up and the left side is blocked or the right side is blocked. Already that is signaling to us what is happening, whether we're in a sympathetic state or whether we're in a parasympathetic state. So with the right nostril, that's our fight or flight mode, okay? So the sympathetic mode. So if that's more blot, then that could already show that we're trying to fight something off. We're stressed. So actually being able to do box breathing just through the left side before bed would already promote this parasympathetic state. So then we're in this rest and digest before sleeping. Why not? That's a great trick. Crazy, isn't it? But yeah, next time I say you have a blocked nose, you'll realize whether you're in a more parasympathetic state mm. or in a more sympathetic state. It's funny that because when we were talking about the pork, so I'm using that part of the bit to clear out my sinuses is like, um, left the side is like my, I think no, say my left side, my left to right side was kind of clear. My right side is is uh, blocked. Yes, <laughs> which uh, makes sense because obviously <laughs> with the stress you've got on your body yeah. as well, you're always in this go go and go position. Of course, it's yeah. going to be more blocked. We need to free that up. So actually, you're going to notice a massive difference with that left side of the nostril very mm -hmm. soon as we start to bring that inflammation down and you start mm -hmm. to get into that rest and digest position. Yeah, and I say this is in, this is really good because it's like it's just little. Because if people are interested in this, which I think they are, after like you know, if you said you kind of get a lot of messages about it, it's um, it, it's like little tricks, right? Little tricks you can do to, to check because it's like it's the the I love the saying is it's like the body the body never lies, right? It's just like the body never lies. It's like it will tell you. The body will give you the feedback, and it's like there's little tricks you can use with the body that will kind of give you information. Right, it's like give you information of just like, well, oh, okay, I can, like, I can see that. Like, what that most people know, right, is when they get yellow eyes or yellowing of the skin. We all know that's linked to the liver, but there's other things as well. Like, if you've got a shoulder injury, let's say, that can be linked to the liver. If your knees are playing up, that can be linked to your gallbladder. So I don't know if you've had any shoulder or knee pain before, but it could be linked to what we saw in your blood work with your high GGT, which basically shows that. You're having an issue at the moment with bile production, so you're not fully digesting fats as effectively as what you could be. So this can lead to injuries inside the gym or anything we're doing as well. But also, some other ones are things like coating on the tongue. Okay, so if yeah. we've got a white coating or some red lumps, this can be linked to either SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, or it could be linked to candida, which is a fungus overgrowth. So yeah, there's so much that our body can tell us. If we lose our smell, it can be linked to low zinc. If we get a twitchy eye, it can be linked to low magnesium. So it's more about creating this awareness of what we should be looking out for or yeah. what our body's trying to tell us. And I told you even earlier, like if you've ever had an injury before, then all of a sudden it starts to flare up. You feel like it's more inflamed or it's giving you more pain. Then that's your brain signaling to you saying, look, we need to slow down. Yeah. Now, I'm under a lot of stress here. So you might have not done any sports to injure it, 
but your body is so clever it's warning you which is why that same reoccurring injury is coming back up yeah it's uh it's, it's great those things are great like say even like the eye twitching because it's like uh because it's like i used to sometimes get that and you see all flicker of the eye and it's just like oh you're like oh, okay that's magnesium deficiency or how people can check their check their tongue right yeah. just literally be able to check your tongue and just like if you got kind of what did you say to look for at all so if you've got a white coating that okay, white coating fungus or bacteria overgrowth and you may even notice that red dots are on there okay loads about the lines as well in terms of like a full moon, I said this to you earlier, but that can be due to parasites. This is why policemen used to actually, the police sorry, used to put more policemen and women out on a full moon because more crimes would happen. Now, the correlation to this is the fact that actually it's to do with parasites because a full moon feeds off serotonin. So those with parasites tend to go a bit more loopy, hence the commitment of crime. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? That's insane, but it's uh, it's those things are great because like I think that's good takeaways for people is that where they can go, oh shit, it's like they can be more self-aware of like things like you can go and check your tongue, like what's on your tongue, like you know watch your mouth a little eye flickers or like... dots getting itchy. If anyone feels quite itchy after working out or going for a sauna, what happens is we basically when we work out or we get hot, we see a release of histamine, so our histamine levels go up. Now, some people's are already quite high. So when they go for a workout or a sauna, they start itching. They get these red dots, almost like hives. This already is a warning sign that actually you've got high histamine levels. So this is where we can already think about it. Whether we supplement with like quercetin or, or like vitamin C or holy basil, what we've actually could do, or holy basil, sorry, what we could do is literally just reduce the histamine-rich foods, the histamine-liberating foods. So we can already control it with our nutrition. But this is where it gets a little bit more scary. I know in terms of like nutrition, the maximum amount of time that a doctor has is four weeks. And 30 years ago, only 37% of medical schools had a single course of nutrition. But now that number has dropped down to 27%. Now, when we think about how powerful nutrition is, why are we not learning more about it? Why are we not being told more about it? Yeah. What what does what would high histamines mean? So this could be stuff like egg whites. It could even be potentially bananas because they're quite high in histamine liberators. Tomatoes. But what does but what does the high histamines do? What's the impact of high histamines? So it can be linked to allergies. So your symptoms okay. are going to be very very similar to what you'd get if you have an allergy. So anyone who is in that immune driver who has allergies yeah. will have high histamines. Okay, so is in terms of, so this is a great one. So in terms of like yeah. if people have um, allergies, is just like it's the high histamine or like the, the the itchiness from like training or saunas or anything like this is like is a sign of high histamines where it's actually again linked to the gut. Where if you actually looked at what's in the gut and resolved the root cause, you could actually um, you could actually cure potentially cure the allergies that you. Yes, and this is what we saw with you also because. And I say, everyone's bloods I've read, they've got low stomach acid. Now, when we have low stomach acid, this can also be a sign that we've got low zinc levels. But what also happens is if we've got low zinc levels, we're more likely to have low stomach acid. So which one came first? It doesn't really matter because we've got to obviously then treat them both. But then with low stomach acid, what we also see is an increase in histamine levels. So this is why, which one we address first, we can find out from blood work, obviously, but actually we need to make sure that we're treating both of them. And we can do that as the first step of nutrition. Like for example, with you at the moment, we haven't gone into any heavy uh, antimicrobials, but for the first four weeks, what we've done is basically make sure that you remove certain things that could trigger more inflammation. Now, inflammation is good in the body, but we don't want chronic inflammation. That's what then can lead to a cascade of events. Yeah, and even with that as well as like in the in like nine days, I think it is now for for me personally, it's just like where I didn't realize I had inflammation. <laughs> and that's the thing is, is like I didn't sit, I didn't feel inflammation or maybe didn't even like look it, but it's just like where it's. But I know it's now because it's like in nine days, it's like I feel like I've lost weight, even though I'm not actually like I I weigh the same. It's just like the it's just like it's just this massive reduction in the uh, in inflammation 
that's incredible and you said didn't you like how much more energy you're now feeling in the gym yeah it's it's great where before because of all these things it's like where i'll just power through anyway and just be like you know just feeling kind of like fatigued or it would it would uh it would it would kind of drain me because it's like i'm i suppose i'm operating on kind of like a limited energy bucket for the day because of all this going on where i'm just like and that's drained a lot of it and obviously that impacts everything else when now it's like that's being removed and it's like that energy is increasing that energy bucket's increasing so now it's like i'm doing that and it's just like i actually feel like i used to in terms of i feel fucking like i feel better i feel more energy and i feel better like from that and this is it for everyone listening as well this is just being focusing on gut health right now nine days in i'm saying already feeling so much better and coming back to the histamine so in theory you should have higher levels of histamine right so you should be seeing these symptoms now you may not have had the red dots the itches feeling super warm and almost irritated by it but instead what you could have had is obviously feeling fatigue feeling like you were more stressed but actually you were doing really well anyway to manage this because i know you're you're a big fan of cold of cold water exposure aren't you yeah yeah every day this is where cold water exposure can actually manage high histamine levels as well so even if you weren't presenting in it it could be there but you're learning to manage it now that's cool but what we need to look at is actually how to treat it exactly yeah 100 yeah, cause when you when you when you said that, I was just like, should I feel worse than I do? Because I this is a thing as well. I generally saying all of that, I still generally felt like pretty good, right? I yeah. still felt felt good and still had a lot of energy. But it's just like, and it wasn't only for curiosity of like New Year, kind of like, hey, I'm focusing on some new le- optimal levels of power there. Let's get some tests done, and then like, it's like, oh shit, and it's just like cool so there's a there's a nice there's a nice big juicy gap there to fill in terms of uh of potential in in this this is it right shall we quickly go through your blood work a little bit actually and the things we saw on it uh, yeah man, yeah why not sure so yeah one of the things we saw is obviously the low testosterone but as that was a bummer by the way on that one because it's just like we like i think for guys that's like a, it's an ego one isn't it where it's just like you want to know that you've like you're you're in range because yeah. it's like uh this is a key one as well because i know yeah, yeah. earlier before this call is you asked about where people can get their blood work from now we've got to be very mindful that different labs are going to give us different obviously blood markers but also yeah. we're going to get different ranges so what someone might have in california could be completely different to someone in oklahoma what like we show in england can be completely different to spain so this is where actually the doctor said to you everything was normal. Whereas even if we looked into the conventional ranges in the UK, you would have been outside the normal range for like the testosterone over here as well. But when we looked at it compared to optimal ranges, you were four times lower than where ideally we'd like it. And that's again, is not just, it's not just these like old level low testosterone. It's because of the underlying stuff going on in the gut, and it's like doing that protocol now it's like this is again it's like why the retest uh three or six months i can't remember when it was but like where it's uh it's like retest to see what markers have changed and then like where you're at and then what to do next yeah we're doing something really cool with you so actually we took a mycotoxin test really it's called the vcs text test which everyone can do it's free but what it did for you is allow you to see your symptoms right now i know you scored 29 out of 100 percent so by taking this in 12 weeks time as we're about 70 percent of the way through the protocol i'd say you're going to see how much further along you are yeah. so obviously we should, should see at least a double improvement in your percentage score at that point already yeah what we will do at the end of the protocol about four to five months in obviously we'll retest your bloods to see where your markers are at because we got to think, we've got to focus on the main fires, right? And this is where, again, it can go so wrong. Like we can look at bloods individually and go, okay, we need this for that. We need to have this for that mark and then this for that mark. And before we know it, we're throwing the kitchen sink at it. We're having like 10 different supplements for the sake of it. Yeah. Whereas what we actually need to do is go, right, what is the biggest fire to put out right now? Especially when we think about our bodies, like everything is interconnected, all the systems link. So if we find out actually which one is the biggest fire and we put that out, that's going to help all the other systems in the body as well. Absolutely, mate. Get to the root. That's why I like. Get, oh, to, the root. Yeah, get to the root. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? This is where I think 
it's um and I, and I love that kind of analogy as well because it's something that I use with the the men that I work with too. Is just like look, he's like in a sense of like let's skip through all the bullshit, let's just take the direct route, and like get straight to the point. Let's get straight to the let's get take the direct route and get straight to the point, and then we we take action from that place. Yeah, right. And that's and that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable to do in a in a practical kind of like um, coaching mentoring um self-development sense um but it but it works it's the most efficient it's like the most efficient course right so it's like uh but we waste fucking time and energy um in terms of doing all the other shit like the peripheral stuff that you you feel good about in terms of like um there's actually procrastination and avoiding dealing with probably something that you've been tiptoeing around for a very long time and this is like the same thing as a site where I said you could spend so much time and money and effort on like all the diet, all the cool stuff, right? It's like all the cool fucking fancy shit that's out there and all that great. It's like cool, whatever, fill your boots. But like it's it, 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 the root is just like if you've got shit going on in there, it's like it's you, you, it's a fucking waste. Yeah, this is it. And this is what we spoke about on the last podcast with having testosterone boosters or TRT, we're not actually addressing the root cause of what's happening to the testosterone. Why is it low? It hasn't just decided to be low. There's something happening in your body which is causing it to be low, so we have to find that out. Yeah, so the reason why they call the gut the second brain, right? Yes, they do. And this is it, right? Some people, so this one will be awesome for everyone to hear about as well. Like, where it comes from the gut or the brain first, like I mentioned earlier that you can get leaky gut but sometimes that can come from leaky brain. So again, it's like, which one came first? But either way, because we have the gut-brain axis, actually we have to address both of them. So we need to get that true understanding in what is happening, which is why obviously I do symptom assessment as well as the blood work as well, just so I can see what is happening now, but also your history of health as well to find out why we might be in that certain position. I think one of the biggest things, like this is where your work is so beautiful, is when we look at like the foundation of a pyramid, right? We've got the mind, we've got the trauma issues, we've also got sleep, stress, and we've got nutrient deficiencies, okay? So say if we're covering the mind and the trauma, yes, that can help sleep. Yes, it can help with stress. But there's more to it than that as well. And this is why we need to find out what's happening physiologically to find out how it's affecting us psychologically as well. Yeah. it always needs to interconnect like there isn't one thing more important than the other yeah. it's actually having that multifactorial approach where we do bring it together and we connect in order to help all the systems in the body it's like the um when people argue about you know it's like mind affects the body it's like the body affects the mind it's like who gives a shit just fucking do both <laughs> it's like i don't understand that i don't understand the argument it's just like we'll just fucking do both then and then sure yeah. Healthy mind, healthy body, but it's both of them. We need that. Yeah. This yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest stats is the fact that, like, I said it with the normal ranges last week, like, normal ranges go off where 80-plus percent of people have nutrient deficiencies. So when we're being told that everything's normal, a normal can be having 80% nutritional deficiencies. That's nowhere near optimal. And then I think that they've done a study last year which shows that despite obviously the world being over the fed, let's be honest, we like to eat, mm -hmm. they are actually still chronically undernourished. So mm -hmm. one out of three people in the United States have at least 10 mineral deficiencies, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. So one in three Americans have 10 nutritional deficiencies. Yeah. And what was the, there was a point as well I wanted to uh, double. I think we said this last one, but I think it's so important. It's like where, I remember you saying about like 70% of the population has, actually has that low, uh, low stomach acid, right? Yeah, and this is in every blood I read has it. And the other link can be due to H. pylori. So I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's another infection inside the body. And over 50% of people have this. So we could have low stomach acid. And this is why we need to do further assessments sometimes or find out more through yeah. simple non-invasive free tests like apple cider vinegar tests can tell us if someone's got H. pylori or not. But basically over 50% of the population has H. pylori. And this is happening because of like universities, we're sharing drinks, obviously sharing 
utensils, little things like that. So this virus at the moment is spreading. Yeah. And this can what be the cause of low stomach acid. So this is why we need to find out, do we address the low stomach acid or is it a H. pylori thing? Actually, we need to kind of address both. But if we only focused on a low stomach acid protocol and someone still had H. pylori, then actually they're going to continue to have low stomach acid. There's a, there's a thing with this as well, because like, for, for me, is this is just like, it's more of a sense of like, not a question of like, well, why should I get my, you know, my bloods checked and get some lamps? It's like, it's like why, why the fuck wouldn't you? Right. I'm going to put this in a nutshell, right? So yeah. they say 90% of people are magnesium deficient. Now we've always said, if you're magnesium deficient, then that's a sign that your body's under stress. So those who are stressed are more likely to be magnesium deficient. Now, the more stressed we are, the more inflammation we have in the body. And when we look at inflammation, chronic inflammation is the leading cause of disease. So 90% magnesium deficient means we have 90% of people who are very stressed, which means actually the chronic disease rate is going to keep going up. And actually, that's one of the scariest things is we're either in denial about it or we're just not aware of the massive decline which is happening in this world right now in terms of health. I, th I think it's a, a decline because it's like it's an accumulation, isn't it? Like we were saying before where like, um, some, to me, generally like looking at health stuff, quite a lot and just like saying this is almost snuck up yeah on me and like just kind of became normal and that's the thing is like it's it sneaks in there it's a sneaky little fucker where it just it's, it sneaks up over time so you just you just get used to it you just get used to just that's just how you feel and that's normal because you don't you don't see there's anything necessarily is really wrong right and we when... don't know what to look out for either is yeah. it right yeah, exactly yeah we start to rattle off some symptoms like feeling fatigued difficulty assimilating information and so we're at work and we just can't retain what like someone's saying however we used to be able to difficulty concentrating so this is it again attention spans are going down sinus issues someone having shortness of breath abdominal like having abnormal first difficulty thinking dysregulation of body temperature frequently needing to go to the toilet appetite changes blurry vision getting red or yellow in the eyes, mood swings, constipation, diarrhea, watery eyes, stuttering or losing our sense of smell. Like we just kind of think these things happen as we get older, but it's happening for a reason. And the, there's so many different signs right there. Our body scream that. It's like when we're tired, we just think, oh, I must have a trap night's sleep. But then we normalize that. We just now tired. That That's just become our like, identity, right? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just the guy who's tired like it's fine or I just can't like retain as much information anymore and and this this is one thing that fucking annoys me it takes me on to the point like with with guys too because it's like I, it's like one of the things that it's like one of the best ways as a man that you can be you can practice self-discipline and self-leadership is like is you, you use your body for that you become you disciplined with your body with that and that's like because that's fucking hard to do right it's like it's no it's no joke it's like it, it's hard to be very disciplined with that yeah. and where people guys joke about like the dad bod, right? Having the dad bod or the big gut and like, oh, but if you say anything against that, it's, it's like, it's, it's shaming or you're making guys feel bad for that. And it's like, no, it's like, it's, it's fucking important. I, I look at those things as a lot of terms of no, it's actually because it's like, if you, if you really give a shit, you'll tell somebody the fucking truth. It's just like, there's nothing to laugh at or there's nothing to be proud of. In the in, in the dad box because it's like it's you probably got a lot of shit that's fucking wrong that you need to look at. But you know, there's guys as well, guys like you know, I don't go to the fucking doctors, I don't get this, I don't get that. A lot of that I think is from fear because they probably know underneath that there's like there's some shit that they probably need to look at, but they don't want to face. Yeah. And that's that's a really that's a really big point for me because it's like I get tired of guys fucking like kind of feeling offended or like you're going, oh, you're, you're, you're shaming these. He's like, no, you're fucking not. Well, even if you feel that, it's just like, in a way, good. And then like, do fucking something about it. You'd be a fiorobi. Like, if I care more about your fucking health than you do, something's rotten. This can be the hard part as well, right? So those people who want to change the most sometimes can't because they're not in a physiological place where they can change because there's so much going on. But if we look at obesity rates, they've tripled since 1975 tripled it's mental and this this is why i get is like um 
we, we've had a discussion is like, he's bringing this into my, my mentorship side, what I, what I take men through is because it's like, it's, it's a, this is gonna like, um, this is gonna upgrade the fucking, the, 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 the mentorships and coaching available for men right now. It's just like, it's, it's like, I'm not always looking at like, how can we raise standards for men? How can we raise the standards for men? We could even go through like a blueprint because I think this is where most clients get really surprised. Obviously, it's part of the symptoms assessment, but they didn't even realize that these certain signs like we went through earlier where there's coating on the tongs or we're quite gassy because let's be honest, as males, we just think it's part of us that obviously we're gassy. No, it's not. That's your gut health. And actually, if we look at death rates in males, we die on average eight years earlier than women because we normalize so much. We just get on with it, right? Yeah. And like you said, we don't want to go to the doctors. We have a resistance against it. Yeah. And actually, in only four, like over 40% of cases, when it's really serious, that's when we think, shit, we yeah. need to go to the doctors. But even then, how much do we play down them symptoms? How much are we actually open up to, to the doctor? We don't want to, right? Because we feel embarrassed. We feel weak by it. When we need to, it's our, it's our fucking health and it affects everyone around yeah. us. Yeah. And I, and I think that for me, that's that's the that's an in, that's the integrity piece. And I talked to men about this. Is just like where you see, yeah, you're not gonna like it. You 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 gonna have to look when you're going through, like as men, when you're kind of like you're working on a lot of like doing your men's work, as it's called, is just like and working on a lot of the the psychological parts, the the emotional parts, the 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 guidance, direction, and leadership that you should have had as a boy, but you haven't got. And like, it's, it's like, you know, you're suffering for it and depressed and all this shit. You don't understand why is this like, you're going to have to go through periods where you feel fucking weak and you don't like it, or you might feel emasculated or it's like, you might feel shame or you might, all these things is just like, it's like, yes, you you follow them, breathe them. So it's just like, but you, but you, but you, you have to go through them. And I think, I think guys really need to understand that. It's just like, you can't fucking tiptoe around that. Well, you can tiptoe around it forever, but it's just like you're going to be fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, I think it's one in two adults have major depression, right? And the leading cause of death in Australia is actually suicide. So, obviously, that shows how much it is affected males, but we're just leaving it to a point where it has got to that extreme. And actually, this is why I love doing blood work and working with optimal ranges, is because it shows us where your markers are trending. We're not waiting for a disease or a pathology. We're actually wanting to see what's happening right now and where you could be close to heading towards so we can act upon it early and get you into an optimal position. And that that's, uh, I've, I wrote something on this the other day where it's just like, it's like men will wait until like shit really hits the fan before they do anything. Well, that's not just men by talking to them. Like shit hits the fan before we do anything. And that's like, that's the thing that has to change. It's just like where people think that's the only way to change is like when something drastically goes wrong, then you're like, oh shit, you have that shit. Like, no, you can choose that. You can actually choose that now with awareness of like something like we're talking about to start making those changes and be curious and open to go, oh, I wonder what stuff I've got going on. Because it, it, it like at the extreme, and like this is why it's like, again, it's just like, it's, um, all of the kind of the the stuff around dad bod and stuff like this is just like i personally don't give a fuck about because it's just like it's i look at it from like the look the worst case scenario and the extreme is is like look at the fucking male suicide rates is that linked to that yeah of course it's a piece of that because it's like how all of this affects your fucking mood your emotional regulation your fucking mental health your levels of depression is just like all of this shit and it's just like that is a massive contribution to over time and it and leads to kind of extreme circumstances this is it like see the stat i gave earlier about suicide being the leading cause of de- death in australia that's between the ages of 25 and 44. that's that's still very young yeah. And like you said, like we're just not aware of them signs or symptoms. Like even nail health, like craps around the nails, that can be low zinc as well. So that could be then what's leading to the low stomach acid, which is then what's affecting the gut, which is then what's affecting the brain, which is then what's leading obviously down towards these extreme circumstances. I like the uh, I like all the the little um, sort of like home tests people can do there, like you know just checking their tongue and like all these sorts of things and things that happen in the body that you can you can be aware of because it's like in you know, all the symptoms right that massive list of 
symptoms you you reeled off because it's like the chances are you've probably fucking got at least half of them. Yeah, right. A really cool one for the low stomach acids. As I say, this will be a good test for everyone because, as I say, like from every blood I've read, someone's had low stomach acid. Every yeah. single one is you basically get two hundred milliliters of water. You get half a teaspoon of baking soda. And what you do, so you have to have it first thing in the morning, no food before, no drink before, just literally wake up, get your cup of water, half a teaspoon of baking powder, drink that, and you should burp within two to three minutes. If you don't burp within two to three minutes, then it's a sign of low stomach acid. Now, a lot of people, as we know as well, get told they've got acid reflux. Why? Mm. Low stomach acid. Instead, obviously, we're just putting this pill on it instead of addressing the low stomach acid. So then the acid reflux can obviously then be treated. It's even as one of like all of this is well aware. It's like it, it impacts everything. Like even like relationships is just like where it's like I, I look now. Like even this last week, and like me and uh, Adam, my girlfriend, have been like laughing because she's like, "Oh, is this is this what Craig's really like?" And it was just like because last year I must have been fucking terrible to be around because I was like kind of fatigued, struggling to focus, fucking mood swings, like extra kind of sensitive and reactive, and a bit of a dick. Really. <laughs> And like, uh, and like, it be, like it just becomes your physiologically. It just affects yeah. you. And, and that's the thing. Because again, it's, it affects psychologically. It almost it's like it affects you. It affects your personality. Do you know what? It kind of makes sense as well. So you had high GGT, which, as I said earlier, is the bile process. Yeah. Now this can like say like if you were having your meals throughout the day and they're quite high in fat because you have issues digesting fat. This can then affect the liver, right? Because that's also a process of bioproduction so on them days without even realizing that's when you might have had your biggest mood swings yeah but all of a sudden it starts to leak so because we didn't have that understanding before you were having these high fat meals thinking they were great for you and in actual fact it's having one hell of an effect on your mood mm. and, and, I, and i can tell you like again is like i don't mind is like i don't hold back on this stuff but yeah like last last year was like it was it was like it put stress on everything like i say put stress on on my relationship to a level where like no it's just like yeah you can laugh at it now because it's like because it's in contrast it's just like again it's it's like you start to feel like uh it's like a, a different person again how much did you normalize that though because i remember one of our, our first calls you said you feel fit you feel healthy your doctor said so you must be good right yeah oh yeah 100 but this but this is the thing is like there's one thing here as well where there's another point of this as well with the doctors where like men don't like those doctors you don't have to go to a doctor because it's like you're not a doctor i don't want to go to doctors because it's like i generally look for more holistic approaches and it's just like it, it it's i have enough background in the the health and fitness industry to know that it's like they're not always the fucking best places to go to really and look uh, at the stats doctors have an average lifespan less than that of their patients yeah so you take advice off that um, and not tell anyone what to do or what not to do, but I know which way I'd choose. Yeah, 100%. So you, you don't actually have to go to to the doctors. And another thing as well, it's just like, uh, like I said to you, it was like, because I felt good, I was like, I, and like, I think that my mentality, and this is something I'd take guys through, it was just like, nothing was, I didn't feel anything was actually wrong. I wasn't going, oh shit, I need to get this looked at because it's like, something's obviously wrong. I'm just like, no, nah. it's just like, I'm like, I've, I've got all, like, okay, it's, uh, I want to, this year is like, I'm really looking at like optimizing my health again and like upgrading it again. And just like curious ago, how can I do that? Well, I need data to do that first so I can look exactly what I need to look at. Otherwise I'm just fucking guessing. And like I said, wasting my fucking time. Blood work does that. It takes the guesswork out because we actually see what's happening inside your body. Like you say, your body doesn't lie. The bloods don't lie. And then what we do with that objective data is we marry it up with that subjective data, like I said earlier, with your current symptoms. So basically, if you're telling me a list of your symptoms and I'm reading your blood work, I'm going, this fucking makes sense. Like, I can understand exactly why it's happening now. Yeah. And, and I think, think as well, like every blood marker, and I think I showed you this when we went through, obviously, your, your, your blood analysis, a marker could show 10 different reasons of why it's happening. Ooh. But this is why we need a full comprehensive panel as well. And we can't just look at that one blood marker. We need to look at the other markers which are linking up. Yeah. So if you're showing that like you've got low stomach acid, there's five different markers to look at to actually confirm that. I can't just go off the one and go, yep, he's definitely got it. 
You know what I mean? Like we have to marry them up. This is why we need at least 55 biomarkers yeah. for me to look at and go, right, I can get a full picture now. It shows me the full insight into what's really happening. And now we can do something about this. Whereas whenever we go to the doctors, how many do they give you? Like they either brush off your symptoms or because you've listed a few symptoms, they only give you the markers, let's say like liver and kidney. They're the only two they give you. And actually, like we've already said, your liver could be affecting your testosterone. Your liver could be affecting your cholesterol levels. It could be affecting your white blood cell count. But all of this isn't taken into consideration, and that's why we need that full panel. 100%, mate. And it's just like, I think it's that, the the kind of curiosity and openness is like where, and I know this because I've had, I've had friends who have like, have like kind of years ago have had like, they've obviously got health issues. Yeah. And like, they're like, they don't want to go to the doctors because they're scared of what they might tell them. But it's just like where you look at it in terms of like, cause when I, you read this to me, like I've got the, the panel from the doctor said like, yeah, everything's cool, a bit high cholesterol, eat less meat, eat more veggies, which is bullshit advice anyway, generally it's just like, but then it's like, come to you, like actually you got fucking loads coming on here. And I was yeah. like, I was like, fuck yes. I was like excited because it's like, why would I want like almost perfect results where there's no like information there for like to, for optimization or like, that's boring to me. That's fucking pointless. It's just like you can get the ego boost of like, oh yeah, like, which I obviously fucking had for a bit. It's just like everything's fucking great. But like, actually, it's just like, I need a second opinion. And it's just like, and it's like, oh great, now there's a gap that I can fill where it's like, I know that it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to get that fucking optimization and I'm going to get that kind of higher, higher potential performance in every single way. Who wants to be in that range, that normal range where one in two people have a chronic disease, where over 80% of people have nutritional deficiencies? That That's normal, apparently. So when you're being told normal, you could have yeah. one in two chances of a chronic disease. Yeah. You're going to have all these all these nutritional deficiencies. But it's normal, so it's fine because the rest of the population has it. Yeah. No one wants to be fucking normal. We want to be optimal. So, yeah, and like you said as well, is like even the ranges of what they tested as normal is just like they change all the fucking time over the years, right? It's just getting wider and wider as we become more yeah, sick. Yeah. Right? It becomes yeah. more normal. Like that, that's the logic of it. You become more sick. Okay, the population is more sick, so therefore it's more normal. Is there, there one with like, um, I think uh, I remember studies on this with the cholesterol one, where it's just like they change the markers of cholesterol more so they can get more people on stands. Yeah, yeah, they're actually thinking of considering doing that now as well. They're thinking of putting every 60-year-old without testing them, just on statins. No testing, but just because you're over 60, you're going to be put on it. And, and that's a lot of shit getting against me aware of, isn't it, as well? It's just like, well, all these markers change because it's like, it's like, how who does that benefit? And it's just like, oh, it's just like where you change the markers, like you lower the the markers of ranges for like cholesterol, let's say, and then it's just like, oh, you've got high cholesterol. It's just like, oh, have I? It's just like, oh, you need, you need, you need to intervention. You need to take this. You need to take this pharmaceutical drug. Yeah, this is it, right? And they say the bad cholesterol. Just trying to remember this one is obviously being LDL. Mm. And when we looked at it, actually, seventy or seventy-five percent of people who actually wasn't in the normal range so so an optimal range of ldl were actually the ones having heart attacks so how can cholesterol be given this bad rep when people who had normal ldl were having heart attacks goes to show that it doesn't even make sense it's not even linked and actually when we look at cholesterol it could be a number of things don't get me wrong it could be thyroid it could be down to the liver a lot of the times the most most thing i see in is gut health we saw that with yours straight away. The mold linked to obviously you having high cholesterol. I guarantee you, once we start to remove yeah. the mold, your cholesterol levels come back down to normal or optimal, we'll say. Yeah. Because obviously my normal is very different to the original normal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why I, that's why it's. It's so like you don't have to do it because there's, there's like, it's actually, you shouldn't nowadays, it's like you actually, you, you shouldn't have to. And it's probably actually is more beneficial for you not to in, in terms of obviously I'm not saying not go to the doctors because it's a like, I'm not getting in trouble for that one. But I'm saying there's, there's other options available. Right? Yeah, definitely. Like, 
do your research and like get second opinions. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. usual to go to is either everything is normal, so it's brushed off, mm. or obviously they'll just give you that usual chat. Like like obviously you had the less meat and some more veg. When actually we know if someone's already got bacterial overgrowth, yeah. they might not be responding as well to fiber. So giving them more vegetables actually make their IBS symptoms, which we know actually is a blanket term anyway, a lot worse. So with IBS, we need to think of it as like an umbrella. What is the root cause of the IBS? It can be candida, it can be SIBO, it can be parasites. So again, just diagnosing someone with IBS would be fucking useless in a way because we need to find out what's driving it. That's that's great because it's like, again, it's just like, all, it's like all roads lead to, to your gut health, right? Yeah, in terms of like get in terms of getting getting fucking tested yeah definitely i mean this is it again very multifactorial like with gut health we don't look at it just through nutrition we've also yeah. got to think about training we've got to think about how much we're working because if we're yeah. constantly in that go 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 remember we're never in the rest and digest position yeah. so again we've got to think about the mind as well we've got to think about our vagus nerve stimulation yeah. we've got to think about our lymphatic system so everything starts to interconnect and this is why we can never look at it for a keyhole or just address it from one angle yeah absolutely mate absolutely that's uh that's that's awesome man. it's like that's that's really good i think that's um i think that's a good one in the sense of like uh giving people a, like a lot of symptoms and like obviously the impact a lot of conditions that people probably have and like again there's like a hundred percent i reckon that like the, the majority of people are going to have something that we've spoke about this thing going on right? yeah, um, down. the symptoms are listed earlier as well and like i said like what is that down to because all symptoms could present fatigue it could be to do with obviously you're no longer retaining information as well you find it hard to get up in the morning you're no longer waking up with an erection things like that yeah. We've got to yeah. find out what that root cause is. Like they're just symptoms, but what is causing them symptoms? Like everything can kind of come out as the same symptoms, but it doesn't necessarily mean we know what it is. And that's why we have to do the blood work as well. Yeah. Every guy's ears just pricked up there when you said waking up in the morning with an erection. Like, what, what? Yeah, I'm going to get tested. <laughs> it's a big one though, right? Sexual performance, erections, struggling to put on muscle mass, struggling to lose body fat, or even finding that they're now getting excess of weight gain potentially feeling weaker like osteoporosis can come from low testosterone so we've got to take all of this into consideration but again it's not just down to the test it's what's causing the low testosterone yeah absolutely mate that's awesome. i was gonna pick up on something you said there as well just really quickly like when you go to the doctors a lot of the times it is to do like a drug or surgery when actually just for everyone out there there are many natural alternative ways i don't know why i say alternative because actually yeah. alternative health is actually health right like that <laughs> i'm not taking a medication i'm not taking yeah. any drugs so all of a sudden it's alternative health no yeah. it's fucking doing yeah. what we should be doing as humans <laughs> yeah so that's a pretty good point many many natural ways and yeah. actually why i encourage everyone to do blood work because yeah. then we can find out what's happening um, and then obviously we can see where your markers are trending and we can act upon it early and then increase the chances of prevention and I'd say do this every year. Like we go and get our car checked every year, right? We go and get it serviced. We get it MOT, but we don't even fucking do that with our own bodies. We're the ones who's got to drive that car. Yeah. So it's, it's, it comes back to that thing, doesn't it? It was just like, and I see this in like uh, coaching and mentorship too, where it's just like people will have no problem with investing in like the cars, the fucking, the fancy shit. And that. But like when it comes to the South, it's like, oof. Well, that's a bit pricey. And it's just like, dude, it's like, fucking come on. This <laughs> is. How many people are struggling to get into that sports car as well, right? Yeah. So you all you are the most important asset. It's just like fucking invest in that. You said the biggest one earlier actually is like connection around other people. And I think this is where COVID hit is so hard, is because we were stuck in this isolation. We missed that social side. And this is why we saw suicide rates go up. It's why we saw depression rates go up. It's because we were isolated. This shows how important that socialization actually is. And we can't do that if we're in an ill state. So actually our social health is so important as well, but we need to be in tune with our body. We need to know what's actually going on in order to prevent that from happening. So this is why we went through all the symptoms earlier because it's so important to actually be aware of what's going on and not get to this position where obviously not necessarily that it's too late, but so we stop enjoying life. We have this, di we have a disconnection with ourselves. We have a disconnection with our loved ones. Like one of the biggest things I hear from everyone is they just want to be able to play with their children. They want to be able to have a laugh. Yeah. 
brother. They want to be pain free. They want to be be a great dad, right? But we can't do that if we are in a chronic state. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well said. Um, is there anything you want to add? It's been a big one, you know, isn't it? <laughs> We've loaded people with information here. So we have, yeah, but I think it's uh, it's uh, it's good. I always come back to that. Thing. I, I say this, so I was just thinking of that when you were speaking, then of like, uh, both and I annoy Hannah, my girlfriend, with all the time. It's like a military state is just like, and I'll ask her, like, what's the saying, Anna? She's like, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. It's just, it's true. So it's like if you you're having that mentality of preparation and getting ahead before something hits the fan, it's just like that whole mentality is like and how you approach everything is like is fucking extremely useful. Um, and it's the same with this. Like I, I wouldn't have got these. I wouldn't be. We wouldn't be here talking about this. I wouldn't be on this program. Well, I'd probably still be a miserable cunt. Is <laughs> it's like. If I didn't, if it wasn't for that, that mentality is just like that preparation first, rather than wait until like something fucking fucks up. How much worse were your symptoms going to get until you then acted on it? Yeah, exactly. And that's when it can lead to you potentially having to take the conventional route, let's say, because there is a place and there is a time for conventional medicine. But that's when it's very much to the extreme when actually if we can catch it early, Mm -hmm or a lot of preventive mechanisms in there and take the natural route. And that's actually obviously going to help our bodies prevent these diseases and help us in life going forwards. Massive. Yeah. Awesome, dude. I'm buzzing for you, mate. It's been nine days and look at you. You're fucking, you're flying. Yeah, mate. It feels good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for more. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be back to being supremely annoying because I usually have so much fucking energy that I just had in the people and I, but that entertains me too because I enjoy that. This uh, is it. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that goes from people, right? As well as energy. I'm going to link this back to gut health as well. If you're all having a meal and you feel lethargic after, mm. that's telling you something. Why are we just going, oh, I'm sleep Or a lot of people don't correlate the two. But let's say if you're having a high carb meal, you've got candida, you're feeding the fungus, you're then feeling fatigued, you're feeling tired, and you just kind of ignore it. You just put it down to having a high carb meal. Why aren't you absorbing or digesting the carbs effectively? There's a reason. Every meal should be energizing us, right? I guarantee you, you've noticed from what we've done with your nutrition, after every meal, you feel just as good as you did before, if not better, because it's given you that fuel which is needed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, along with my fluorescent piss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what happens if you take a bit of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I thought this is, uh, I've, re- I've named this the Superman Protocol. I'm no, I, yeah, I'm I'm taking that if that's all right. Yeah, mate, take it. it, take it. Guys, are biggest that guys, I fucking love that. He's, he's, oh. he's um, that's awesome, dudes. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I think that's quite a lot, isn't it? The win, yeah, go with that. We're definitely getting a one in as well. We'll obviously review where you're at in four weeks' time at the end of a space because what people might not be aware of is actually there's different phases, especially when it comes to gut health is actually, we need to be able to support the body first before yeah. we just go in with this removal phase. And this is why antibiotics can affect gut health so much. So anyone who's been on a course, especially one of the five courses of antibiotics is going to have some gut microbiome disruption. Mm. What can also happen is their body then starts to become resistant to these antibiotics. So they don't have as much of an effect, which is why again, dosages can go up. Which is why I always say let's try the natural way first. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a point as well because it's just like um, where because obviously I've been putting some of this stuff on my social media, and the amount of people are like, again, people want to give fucking advice all the time. It's just like where they're going, oh, we're like DMing me, commenting, is like, oh, you should take this, or you probably got that. I'm just like. Shut the fuck up. It's like, you don't fucking know. Stop trying to give people advice. You fucking idiot. It's just, it's like, it's, it, but that's just, it's, I think that's just that's a social media thing, isn't it? There's a link out without that. Uh... Well, that's, that's what I mean. Is this what I mean? But people will take that advice. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's like, but like you said, and it's, is the reason why I'm saying that is because, like you said to me, it's just like, oh, before we go and try and like remove any of this, this kind of mold and candida or fungus, is just like where, we need to go for a full weeks, like a month of like, I've got a, like a shelf here, fucking full of 
supplements to take and like and protocols to follow and and diet and all this sort of stuff and other things to do just to prep yeah. the body to be able to hold that uh, removal phase right because like you said if they don't then you can actually make it worse and release yeah, more toxins get worse and you go into this endotoxemia reaction state basically so yeah that's what we're preventing so at the end of the four weeks, obviously we'll get an update of where your symptoms are at. So then we know actually, are we ready to go ahead with the antimicrobial phase because we don't want it to cause more damage than good. Mm. And that's why I like, um, to be honest, mate, from our first conversation, I was just like, yeah, it was like, it makes sense because you, you obviously know what you're fucking talking about. You're very, you're very passionate about it and obviously you live it. So it's like, it's uh, if someone's got leaky gut and they've got nutrients leaking into yeah. the bloodstream right and then we all of a sudden put antimicrobials in that's going into the bloodstream which is what then goes to this endotoxemia reaction so we need to address that first yeah. and then go for the antimicrobial phase for it to actually have an effect rather than cause more damage so another piece of advice is don't listen to dickheads on social media nope <laughs> I'd, I'd like to give out some warning signs then <laughs> um but yeah, make sure that you're taking the guesswork out. And I think that's where blood work is going to come in and be very effective because you're then going to be able to go through it yourself. Like I did with Craig, I went through every marker and what it could possibly mean. So I showed him the summary of what I've analyzed and then went through the blood protocol and I explained why we come to that decision, like why the bloods aren't lying. And we also said, that's why you're feeling this certain way. So it just confirmed everything for Craig before we even went ahead with the process. So it already puts you in that reassuring position. Absolutely, mate. No guesswork. No, we don't need that. Take the guesswork out. All right. Um, that's awesome, buddy. Again, just remind, just remind people of your details. I'll put it in the description again, but just for people listening. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, which is AJ underscore Brooks Bell Academy, or if you want to send an email, and it's info at brooksbellacademy.com. Excellent. Nice one, buddy. Appreciate it again. That was a great round two, and uh, we'll be back for round three. I'll give a little freebie uh, to anyone listening as well. So a little freebie. Anyone who has been able to relate to any of the symptoms, then just send me that symptom over messenger or by an email as i say you can dm me that like let's say fatigue and i'll give you a free guide in order to how to help with that and just gain a better understanding of you there you go legend nice one thanks again aj awesome mate perfect thank you craig thank you for having me no worries